Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views. Oh, good morning to you, Paul. Uh, good morning, Alan, and uh, good morning to your listeners. Uh, Paul, I know straight off you want to pay a special tribute to uh, a gentleman who's been laid to rest today, John Ryan. Yeah, Alan, uh, look, I know John uh, extremely well and I, I want to send my sympathies to his wife, Eilish, and uh, to his uh, kids, Sean and Ashley, and also uh, to Brendan, the principal, and to the staff and all the students of CBS and Enniscorti. I worked uh, closely uh, with John over a long number of years, specifically when we were in uh, government. And I know that all local public representatives work with John, but he worked tirelessly for the betterment of the students and the staff and the school of uh, CBS in in Escorty and I just want to pay my respects uh, to him uh, and who are losing him at a very, very young age. I, I also know you want to pay respects to, to Chief uh, Superintendent Anthony Pettit who's moving back uh, to Waterford um, and listening to South East Radio News as well uh, this morning it's not an easy life uh, becoming a member of Angara as you call her. there's a, uh, a quest for more recruitment it uh, is a life that uh, we have just saluted some of the founder members there and listening to Tony Fagan I don't think we had any idea what they went through in the formation of the state have we? No idea whatsoever <laughs> Absolutely, uh, Alan, and Gardaí Sé Con uh, played a pivotal role in the foundation of uh, the state and uh, often um, being against family members or, or whatever, but they done a, a fantastic uh, uh, job and I do want to salute uh, Anthony uh, Pettit uh, for his years of service as Chief Superintendent in the South East and Wexford uh, and to wish him well in the remainder of his career. I know he's not moving too far away and his heart will always be in County Wexford as a Wexford man that he always was. Uh, and I know that he uh, enjoyed his time here, but he also served it extremely well. And I always found Anthony very easy to work with uh, and uh, always available uh, whenever uh, contacted. And I want to uh, thank him for that personally. And I know I speak on behalf of all the community here in, in County Wexford in, in saying that. And, and Garda Sheikhana is a very difficult job. Even today, Alan, uh, there is a report out from the Garda Representative Association saying uh, that... Uh, it is a difficult career choice for young people, but I do believe that it's a very rewarding career choice for a lot of people as well. I have family members in, in Angarda Sheikhana, and look, uh, people do make a commitment, and uh, they risk their lives uh, on a daily basis as being members of Angarda Sheikhana, and I would encourage any young member to go in uh, to Angarda Sheikhana. It's a fantastic career, even though it's a difficult one, but a very rewarding one. I've got to take a short commercial break. When I come back to you, I want to look at some of the key issues, the extra cost of living supports, the lack of accommodations for refugees, your view on the controversy over the railway and the greenway situation in Rosslair. They're just some of the talking points we'll discuss with you in just a second, Paul. Please stay with me. We're heading to the news with Jim from the Wexford News Centre in a little while, but before that, we still have with us Fine Gael Deputy Paul Kill. So let's look at some of the main talking points that are is definitely causing concern to people in this county and in this country of ours at the moment. On Taoiseach yesterday came out with some information on extra cost of living supports, Paul. Can you shed some light on what this is? Are they being extended? What's happening, please? Uh, well, Alan, this is an issue that I spoke about at the Fine Gael Parliamentary Party on Wednesday evening last. And let me say that the government did respond to the cost of living crisis uh, back in um, October of uh, 2022. And families will be 
very aware that the cost of living crisis is very much still uh, with us. At the time, we responded uh, like to energy credits, to living alone, to the pensioners, to people on welfare, and the people's hardest hit. Uh, but unfortunately, Alan, that is still happening and there's still a lot of working families out there. People who go to work in the morning are still feeling the brunt of the cost of living crisis. The Taoiseach said yesterday that um, um, the Minister of Finance, the Public Ex- Expenditure Reform and the Welfare Minister, Heather Humphreys, along with the party leaders, will be meeting on uh, Thursday. Uh, Minister Harris said yesterday that there will be no cliff edge or fall off uh, from what we have put in place already and that there will be universal and targeted uh, measures where universal measures uh, will affect uh, everybody right across the board and targeted me- me- measures for uh, pensioners and the and the elderly and people right. living alone and I think we have to look at that because these people are feeling the brunt on a daily basis let it go into the shop uh, for uh, let it be heat in their home uh, or whatever uh, and the government do need and because we have good strong public finances and because okay. of the management of our public finances we will be in uh, able to respond to the cost of living crisis. Okay, so what's the upshot of all of this? Are they going to be extended? What I mean, if you're listening to us this morning and you have very little cash in your pocket today, what's likely to happen? Well, uh, the Taoiseach did say yesterday that pensioners will definitely be uh, looked after and he spoke uh, about people living uh, alone and uh, people rearing families, school-going families, but he also mentioned uh, the working uh, people who were out there who were feeling the brunt of this. And I do believe that the government will respond. We responded previously and I know that we will respond again for a, a spring uh, um, a, a spring uh, re- reflection on our um, springtime uh, for for the cost of living. We did it over the winter time and we will do it in the springtime. Okay. And as I said, the ministers are meeting on Thursday and they went, uh, I know at our own parliamentary party meeting on, on, on Wednesday evening last, uh, a lot of people put across their viewpoints and uh, the, the way the cost of living is affecting Every every family right across the board. I want to move on now uh, in the time frame I have before we head to the news. I have a number of questions, so I'm going to move you along as quickly as I can, Paul, to get a response from you on each of these issues. Minister for Transport Eamon Ryan was in studio with me on Friday. He favours the reopening of the Rosslare uh, to Waterford railway line. Your own party colleague, Rosslare based councillor Jim Moore, has been one of the main speakers in favour of the Greenway plan. Seems to be a, a bit of tension over this. Where do you stand on this issue, please? Well, Alan, I'm in fully in favour of the Greenway. I have been from the very start and um, look, I, I do believe that uh, had the government not had the government formation not happened until maybe uh, late uh, 2020, the Greenway would be kind of under construction almost by now because it was very near to fruition and bringing the Greenway to fruition with Wexford County Council until Minister Ryan uh, put in place the All-Ireland Rail Review. Mm-hmm. I think Minister Ryan is absolutely aspirational in what he's looking for to reopen the line between Rosslare uh, and Waterford. It was closed down uh, 13 years ago because of lack of use of that. Right. I know we have Rosslare Europort uh, 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 there uh, at the moment, but it will cost 70 million euros to bring this rail line back to full use. And if you look at the Barrow Bridge, which is in disrepair at the moment, and I understand was hit by a ship recently as well, 
and we will if the rail line is to be bought this will be for freight so this will because freight is a lot heavier than carry passengers on it I do believe that in 20 years time Alan if there's not a greenway uh, on the Ross layer uh, to Warford line uh, we will be still looking at a vacant uh, disused uh, right. rail line uh, uh, and I really believe for the economy of County Wexford for the South East joining up with the Warford Greenway I think is the only way forward uh, I look back at the news last night we've seen the two uh, uh, business people who will be very much in favour in Bridgetown uh, and all if you look at the Dungarvan uh, Watford um, Greenway 46 kilometres uh, of uh, recreational and the amount of people from County Wexford who use that during the summer and all year round is unbelievable okay. and I really believe this will be a huge tourist attraction to County Wexford Right, I can tell you now what you just said to me is going to go national because you're in sharp contrast to what we've been hearing elsewhere and I would like to and I invite South Eastern Tract to give their response to what you just said there. Paul, I want to move on to the next issue. Lack of accommodation for refugees. At a time when we've just heard from into Councillor Jim Codd, we have a huge waiting list in Wexford for people looking for houses. Once again, I, like we don't want to pitch people against, against people but it is a big talking point at the moment. We've got to look after our own as well as look after people coming in from war-torn areas. How are we going to do that? Alan, there's a responsibility on us uh, to look after absolutely everybody, and that is um, it is next to impossible uh, at the moment, and it is very difficult. In uh, 20, in the start of the Ukrainian war, we have welcomed 75,000 Ukrainians uh, into the island of Ireland and 15,000 uh, refugees who are fleeing uh, war-torn uh, uh, countries. Uh, both the Taoiseach and the Minister for Justice Simon Harris uh, spoke about this issue over uh, the weekend but specifically on uh, the accommodation Minister Roderick O'Gorman have written to all departments uh, looking for any spare capacity any spare uh, accommodation that might be available in uh, different um, uh, government departments that they would come uh, forward uh, this is, uh, if we've seen what's happening with the hard right over the last number of, of weeks and we don't want to see that uh, uh, continue uh, because that is uh, a very bad reflection on Ireland and almost seen on the line of uh, racism. And this is a very difficult time to date. Uh, the 4,964 people have been uh, have been uh, uh, under investigation, uh, coming to Ireland under false, false uh, uh, pretenses. Right. Uh, 325 so far in January of, of since January of, of this year, uh, with false documentations and like that. Okay. But to say that uh, we are the government are earnestly looking uh, for accommodation. But one issue that I have with the Minister uh, Roger Gorman and the Department of uh, Children is that the sector who are providing accommodation presently in hotels and guest houses, mm-hmm. huge amount of these um, businesses have not been paid. Uh, and there, it, it, this is a nightmare for, for those businesses in hotels and uh, accommodation blocks and guest houses. I've been sp- spoken to the Minister uh, personally on this over uh, the last number of, of weeks where uh, they've been paid for October, November, not been paid for December and January. Yeah. If we are 
uh, to have these people uh, continuing on uh, accommodating uh, the Ukrainian um, uh, people, personnel, well then they need to be paid for, for that and there's a lot okay. of quite a number of businesses in County Wexford who are still waiting final payments and, and pay, uh, monthly payments. I've only got a couple of minutes left before we head to the news. I just want to get an update on the situation in Clongain. Apparently the tornado, you were to speak to Minister Simon Coveney. Any update for the people in Clongain? Yes, please? I've spoken to Minister Simon Coveney on, on this issue. Who, uh, the the Rochdale members uh, met with uh, Michael McGrath prior to Christmas. And Minister Coveney will meet us uh, as he's a new minister, read himself into, the, into that department. He has committed that he will uh, sit down and meet uh, the Rochdale members to go through to see what might be available uh, for the people of Clongain. Uh, that was a terrible issue or tragedy that, 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 that happened at the time with uh, the right. tornado. And uh, government, with their support, will try and accommodate people if at all possible. And I know I've spoken to Minister Coveney on this and he will sit down and meet the Rochdale members. Uh, we spoke uh, to Eamon Ryan, as I said on Friday. He's also the Minister for Communication. He lent his support to the importance of local media, to local radio. Um, what are your thoughts on this and what are indeed are the thoughts within the Fine Gael uh, party at a time when local media is needed more than ever? Absolutely, Alan. Local media plays a very important uh, role in the local community, bringing local news and um, uh, and plays a very hu- huge role in democracy uh, locally uh, as well with political, uh, bringing people on from political panels and everything like that. But on the print media, uh, I know I worked with the, the print media prior to the budget and they had their VAT reduced to zero from 9% to zero. And uh, that has been uh, uh, a huge burden saved on uh, financial burden and lifesaver and a lifeline for the print media. And that would that was costing 39 million a year. And the, the right. importance of that, that the government seen that. But at the end of uh, 2022, the minister um, um, uh, in, in the department of uh, media, um, she has tasked uh, the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland to consult and engage with local radio stations and the industry uh, with a view to understanding the dynamics and also the current economic uh, constraints and environment because specifically local papers and local radio have been affected by uh, advertising because people do a lot of advertising online now compared to what they would have had in in, in the past. And I know that uh, there was uh, um, uh, 2.5 additional funding was allocated to the commercial radio sector uh, through the sound and vision in in, in November of, of, of 2022. But the Minister has, um, Catherine Martin has asked the BAI to engage with the local radio sector and she has asked them to report back within 100 days uh, with uh, the government formulating some form of financial support package uh, for the radio sector. And I do hope uh, that uh, this will happen sooner rather than later because I know the important role that South East Radio plays uh, in the community of, of, of County Wexford and uh, the huge amount of listeners that you have and many other local radio stations across the country. But Alan, I have for years stated uh, that uh, the, the RTE television licence that we all pay a percentage of that should be going uh, to local uh, radio stations. I've spoken on that for many years. Okay. Uh, that it shouldn't be all going uh, to our national broadcaster. Uh, some percentage of that should be going into local media and local radio stations. Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran.